Back for another conversation with Cheese and the Tugboat. Tugboat hits record, so he gets to say that. Cheese, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, getting into part two. Part two, possibly of two, maybe three. We'll see how things go. Of what it means to be a woman in today's world. A comp- yes. Which is really a companion piece to our three-part miniseries on what it means to be a man. But with less complaining. Yeah, so uh, I think we should probably make this into three, just so you know you have a little bit of quality there. Okay, the third one might be super short, but that's fine. Nobody will know the difference. It'll probably be like .79 or .76, the length of the the male one. Yeah, probably .79, probably 80% of the length. Okay. I don't even remember doing the the man one was so many years ago, like fifty years ago. That classic classic male move rounding up, discounting the point zero one percent. I only I only operate in in fifty year increments, so you know, if it's more than one year then it might as well be fifty. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Six of one, half a dozen of another. <laughs> I don't think you understand how rounding works. In for a penny, in for a pound. Oh. Penny and pounds, or I guess pound in the British money. Is, I was going to say, if you're thinking of like weight, a penny and a pound are not even on the same measurement scale. Oh, they're not. In for a pence, in for a pound. It'd be like in for a penny, in for a dollar, or a loony, I guess. And we don't even have pennies anymore, so I mean, uh, are you just automatically in for a dollar? In for a nickel, in for a fiver. In for a nickel, in for a... No, I don't even... Laurier? What? Should we call our $5 bills Lorries for Laurier? Oh, I, I heard De Maurier. I'm like, you pack of smokes? Well, like, I what? mean, we're not in Montreal. We can't smoke De Maurier. It's really, it's really funny, though. In for a nickel, in for a pack of smokes. <laughs> oh, fun times. Fun times. Uh, and a tangent. Let's get back. Part two. Yeah, we didn't have many tangents. Okay, tangents. I mean, part two. So, kind of the the double standard. Let's start with that, Cheese. The conflicting message of, we we started to get into it, and then we veered away quickly with a sharp right turn away. But, you know, men want women to be an angel in the streets and a whore in the sheets. So, sexy but professional. They gotta be... They gotta be like smile at you and have your dinner on the table when you get home and be happy that they did it. And, I and believe expect no thank yous somehow. I expect, I prefer the way um, or that Ludacris put it uh, in that famous Usher song, "Yeah," featuring Ludacris, um, when he said, "You want a lady in the street, but a freak in the bed." Freak in the bed. And then, uh, yeah. Did he have to rhyme bed with something else? I just want to, oh, uh, are sure what's wrong when you leave them dead? You want a lady in the street, but a freak in the bed. Boom. Say, yeah. 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 For me, it's sheets, even though I only have well, one sheet. Well, that even, like, says it right there. So it's like, uh, you leave them dead. So, um, one thing that comes up quite, quite often nowadays, like, for, for men when they, when they have sex with ladies or, or random one night things, uh, they call it their kill count. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. I have not. In fact, I would take that literally and assume that men are killing women after they sleep with them, which is not good. 
specifically referring to, uh, I don't know, like, uh, I guess murdering their virginity could be one of them, or just, like, it just really communicates a lot of disrespect. I'll tell Seems you like a fairly extreme uh, verbalization of taking one's virginity to murder one's virginity. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, like, uh, because it, that's not even a new, like, they call it a kill count, but it's not necessarily a new thing. Like, you know, how many ladies have you slain? Or um, there, there's a lot that are very similar to it. Like, basically, sex is, is and, and as, a, as a form of killing, like, it's weird. Yeah, the last one I heard was on that Zac Efron movie where it talks about having a roster, so you have a series of girls that you sleep with and you try and develop, you know, as like a sports roster as one quote-unquote athlete uh, gets a little more aged or unhappy with the situation. You have to start bringing rookies in. So it's a whole, that's another way to disrespect women if that's somehow what we're talking about now. Yeah, well, it just suggests that you have that many, I guess, partners and that they're that easily interchangeable or, like, there's that, <laughs> like, sense of, like, dis- disconnect that this doesn't really mean anything, um, which, I mean, I don't know. I think you pretty much have to look like Zac Efron to maintain any kind of a roster. I mean, a dude like me, having more than two girls on the go would be just not realistic having two girls on the go is also not super realistic so yeah. basically like the vancouver grizzlies right now you don't don't exist you yep. have no roster you have no team and i just dream about bryant big country reeves the glory days <laughs> oh my gosh uh, every time someone says vancouver grizzlies i just think bryant big country reeves such a fun name. Um, so, Cheese, here's a double standard. Um, girls are expected to look a certain way, and they have to do that. They have to do all kinds of maintenance that men don't have to do. Personally, I've never shaved my legs. I've never plucked my eyebrows. Very rarely would I ever have worn makeup, uh, except for maybe a Halloween costume. Uh, I, I don't wear high heels because Lord knows I'd crush them to the ground. And until recently, I never had any long, annoying hair. So, yeah, those are some things that suck. Also, she has shave armpits on here, but, you know, occasionally I will shave my armpits just to make myself more aerodynamic in a fight. (laughs) Uh, All right. It's important. Very important for all the amount of fights that the tugboat has been in. Maybe he hasn't been in fights because look at his shaved armpits and be like, oh man, those arms are going to be aerodynamic. I don't want that fist coming at my I'm face. I'm pretty confident if a guy that was going to try and get in a fight looked at another dude's armpits and saw they were shaved, it wouldn't be, oh man, that guy's going to be so aerodynamic. It would be, whoa, what is this guy into? I'm out. Uh, no, no I, I don't know. Um, but, I, but I agree with you. Like There is like a lot of things that they have to do um, or like feel as if they have to do. Um, I remember having to wear eyeliner uh, for a Halloween costume one year, and it was awful because, like, they, uh, the the girl who was putting it on me, uh, she like went for the full on because apparently, like, you can kind of like draw maybe like underneath or something, but she did like the thing that's like right on the eyelid. Like, there's a small portion of your eyelid that is supposed to go on, and oh my goodness. 
fitness was it uncomfortable. Felt like really like cakey and like that I was gonna like you know that feeling when you fall like are really sleepy and your eyes just feel kind of like gunky or something. Sure. Yeah, that's what it felt like. And then also, did she poke you in the eye when she was doing it? Uh, probably. Yeah. Not pleasant. I feel like that's a risk also. Um, other thing, yeah. So you know, it takes me if I'm going to a wedding. I can be ready in 11 minutes, including a shower. For a lot of girls, it's like, you know, half the day to get ready to do the hair properly. And the makeup can be very extensive and moisturizers and foundations and various other mysterious things. I like to keep women's beauty regiments as um, as mysterious as possible for myself. I, I don't remember why I had a good reason at one point, but... It's just more fun for me to not have to learn about it, and then they just look beautiful, and I don't know how, and it's it's more majestic. Yeah, yeah, like, and I think it's I think it's okay to to wear makeup, especially if that's something that you want to do to maybe like look good or something like that. I, I don't think it's great as an expectation, and I don't really like how basically if if a woman makes a choice not to have it on, that uh, you can just like rip into them and just be like, oh, you should definitely like put some stuff on or you look tired or um like you don't like i think uh was it uh, amy schumer had a really hilarious sketch about it it was that like uh you don't know you're beautiful that's what makes you beautiful she spoofed it and said like basically babe you don't need makeup but then the the, the guy sees her without makeup and is all like okay maybe you need like a little bit of makeup um check it out amy schumer girl you don't need makeup hilarious she also um, she also has a bit in one of her specials where she talks about how people keep saying she looks tired all the time and how much of a kick in the pants that is oh yeah it's basically saying like it's a, a, a polite way of saying you look like shit but it's like not very polite at all exactly um yeah. so yeah there's that whole beauty regiment of the makeup and getting all well, that that taken well, care I- of one extra, like, point is, like, it's gotten to the point that it's, like, a super brave and courageous thing to not wear makeup. Nah, uh, I, I don't know. I know quite a few girls that wear very minimal, if not any, makeup on a regular basis. And that just could, that might be the industry I work in, but, yeah, they look fine. But then I know other girls that wouldn't even go to the corner store at 4 a.m. to get a bag of milk without having some degree of makeup on. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I mean, like, even just having, like, uh, yeah, you you know a lot of people that maybe don't wear a lot. Like, I know two glasses of wine doesn't really wear a whole lot. Um, but it's just, like, the fact that there have been things that have gone on, say, like, on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, where, where people are, are posing or presenting pictures of themselves without makeup, and it's just, like, most of the comments are, like, you're so brave, and yeah. I would never do that, and, and courageous and stuff. Um which, I mean, again, I'm all for, like, not having to wear makeup, and but it's interesting how that is viewed as such a brave thing to do. Um, well, do you think that comes from girls that kind of not derive self-worth but kind of feel better about themselves when they're all done up? Like, maybe some girls, if they didn't have makeup on, would be like, oh, my God, uh, I can't go out. I can't, I can't do this. But then when they have their quote-unquote war paint on, that's fine. So it just kind of says a lot, like just because, 
like, well, like, just basically how it's viewed. Like, basically, you would only have that attitude of, like, oh, I can't go out in the public without wearing this if people didn't, like, basically judge you for not looking pretty. Because, um, like, most guys don't have any reserve in going out and, like, or things like that or, or like, not looking their best because when they go out, they know that people aren't going to be like, oh, man, you look like total trash or, like, hey, man, you should probably go uh, put on some makeup or something. Like, yeah. it's... Depends, depends how, how, depends how bad it, you look, too. Doctrinated it is. Like, if you don't look pretty or something, like, you'll be you'll be judged very harshly by randoms or friends. Strangers. Or people. Old people, CBC employees, road workers. Yeah. Um, staying in that same vein, then, cheese, let's talk clothes. Not something that uh, that they had on their list, but... In my opinion, um, clothing for women is way more of a hassle than for dudes. Dudes just buy a pair of jeans that half-ass fit, and then a couple of shirts, bing-bong, done. Girls, some of the girls that I've been with, you know, to get undressed is a whole ordeal. Like, there's like nine different layers, and you have to make sure each one is cute, and then if you're going out, you have to spend thousands of dollars on a nice dress and all this other business. Not to mention the whole undergarment thing, because that's a pretty significant difference as well in clothing. Yeah, yeah, I think like, uh, as far as that, like the whole comfort versus sexy kind of thing comes into play. Very much. Um, very, very much. I don't really want to get into too much detail about it, but um, as far as the clothing goes, I think like, the biggest thing is that there's quite a bit of variety when it comes to like just body types. And uh, clothing can be really difficult to find because, like, not every woman is the same, but, like, there can be such different proportions. Like, you could have short legs and, like, big hips or something, or you could have a really, like, skinny bottom and then a bigger top and all that kind of stuff. And it's just, I would see it very complicated. I almost feel like I would have to get, like, a like a tailor or something to, like, basically customize most clothes because it's really difficult to find stuff that that is flattering or, or fits perfectly like I mean I have a hard enough time as a dude being like very very tiny finding stuff that that has like the right dimensions or whatever and, and most stores that I go to don't carry like the waist size that I have uh, thank goodness for, for the gap very inclusive of the gap um, for me anyways um, whereas some other places like uh, yeah I went to Lululemon the other day and 30 was like the smallest dude size that they had but it wasn't just like a 30 waist but it was just like they made them like crazy long like the shorts and the pants so like even if uh it fit in the waist it would just be like not great they're basically like looking at guys who are like six feet tall but also very fit and thin so i was pretty upset about lululemon and that factor yeah Uh, wow i can relate cheese it's not easy as a large man the opposite of you to uh to purchase clothing either but luckily for me there's special stores that offer things there's uh the big and tall and i find that pretty much now i need to be purchasing tall sized items um or else it's just inappropriate but you know for the the in between the quote-unquote majority they just walk into a store and walk out whereas for girls then none of them really do tailoring it's more just try on a huge volume of things and find the four or five that 
look good or are cute. Cute's always the word that's used. It's, oh, that's cute. And then, uh, and even like amongst my six-year-old aunts, it's like, oh, that's cute. Um, yeah. Then, so I'm actually going to interrupt you there, Tug, but I just kind of want to understand yep. like, why, why this applies to feminism. I'm just like, just as a question. No, it's not feminism. It's what it means to be a woman in today's <laughs> world. So for women, shopping for clothing is kind of a, a huge thing and finding stuff that works and makes you feel good is a pretty big time commitment from what I understand. Okay. okay. So that's where it ties um, in. And then that, because we're being very liquid here, very, we're flowing very nicely. So we went from primping and beauty things to clothing somehow tied into that. to now we go to body um, and specifically they had weight loss. So I'm just going to, this is all quotes. This isn't, uh, this isn't the tugboat, um, men versus women for weight loss. Very different. It is all caps harder for girls with several exclamation points. Um, girls are expected to lose weight in their thighs, stomachs, arms, but they need to keep fat in their boobs, bass which I think they tried to say boobs and ass, but the end sign looks like a B, so it just says boobs, bass. Um, or they might have meant it as far as, like, in the face. It's like that song, like, it's all about the base, no treble, where well, she's talking about, like, her... I would have expected a comma or some kind of punctuation if that was the case, but I, I think it's boob, boobs, bass. But, and then it says equal sign in all capitals. That is hard. And, and I could see that. You're trying to target very specific areas for weight loss and then try to ignore other areas. So that's, you know, men just kind of do it all over. But, you know, very targeted weight loss. And then I understand from, you know, anecdotal stories that weight loss in general is harder for females um, than it is for males. <clears throat> I don't know why. I don't, I'm sure someone will be like, oh, because of this, because of this. But, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't know off the yeah, top of my head. I, I it's, it's actually kind of interesting because, like, this is, like, a topic that I'd like to get into, um, like, I guess, like, the next topic, because basically, here we are, like, what is it like to be a woman, a woman today? And we've already delved into, we're talking about topics like makeup and clothes and body type and stuff, and we haven't even really talked a whole lot about, um, uh, like, accomplishments or stuff outside of beauty and that's kind of what always ends up happening we always end up speaking about women in terms of like looks and clothing and all that kind of stuff and uh like i guess for um when you're talking about business or you're talking about sports like i think of sports specifically like it's never like oh this person won a gold medal or this person um just won the championship it's always like uh oh, well, what are you wearing for the final match? Or, oh, didn't they look great? Oh, man, they've got a like great body for someone who just won a, a medal or something. like. I don't know. You rarely hear about sort of style or, or whatever. You always talk about like what their skills are and what their accomplishments are. And it's like, oh, yeah, Djokovic is so dominant. Oh, Sharapova was wearing a skirt. Great. Yeah, and that's that's partly in marketing too. Like they, they want people to watch the women because they're 
good looking and they're trying to target the man audience and not the women audience that's a whole i don't want to get into the media because we get a real tugboat rant going yeah well i mean like a lot of this stuff is created by the media but like a lot of this stuff is just sort of like people's views in general like it wouldn't work well it's why why is it popular in the media because you know that's what how people think and act right they would yeah, they wouldn't think, do it if we didn't uh, act that way. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, kind of uh, again a little bit more of a, a tangent or whatever. You talk about the double standard and stuff. One thing that's coming out here. We're not going to talk about politics, but I would like to talk about how Hillary Clinton continually gets sort of like a um, she gets a lot of comments that are either sexualized or comment, but they're always like you should smile when you're doing your speech um, and uh, basically saying that like. If you look, if you're not smiling as a female in power, like you come across as like being unlikable or a bitch or something. So it's just like you always have to be this sort of smiley, uh, happy person. And if you're not, it goes to the opposite end of the spectrum, and you're like a cold, you're cold, or you're a witch, or you're a bitch, and all that kind of stuff. I think that's like extremely impolite. Like I mean, if, if Donald Trump isn't smiling. Yeah, I think he gets flack about other things. I think she gets a lot more than just not smiling. They, there's a lot of people in certain part, parts of that country that just, yeah, anyways, that's a whole thing. But, um, yeah. all right, she's staying with her double standard, um, shaming, and women kind of have to dress and do all the beauty stuff for shame. We talked about that briefly. What about um, one of the topics on here are social judgment for men versus women in terms of promiscuous behavior. So there's that double standard of, you know, if a guy goes and sleeps with 20 girls, it's like, oh, look at that guy. He's a real stud. And if a girl goes and sleeps with 20 dudes, then, oh, she's such a dirty slut, prostitute, whore, hooker. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so that's something that women have to be aware of today and i there's a lot of things where women are actually fighting back pretty hard on that one um i know there's a podcast i forget the name of it now i haven't looked at it in a long time but it's basically two women and i'm gonna assume they're in new york city um again long time ago and basically they talk about their sexual conquests in graphic detail as a podcast so they talk about uh different guys they slept with and it's basically what guys would talk about in a locker room with their buddies they do as a podcast be like oh yeah i saw her across the bar and i this is the move i made on her and yeah they uh just take that kind of just do the equal thing and just say you know you know you know what i mean yeah oh yeah i get what you're saying like it's just basically they're 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 doing what the guys always talk about like you have that sort of double standard, like most guys lie about like having slept with more, whereas most women um, like hide how many they have actually slept with because again, like fear of being shamed or something like that. So, um, but yeah, it's like yeah, you have women talking about their sexual conquest just like men talk about theirs. Um, would I say that sexual talking about sexual conquest is like I don't know? I still find that kind of whatever, but I think it's totally appropriate and, and fair that they can that they that they do that. Um, I think it's great. Yeah. And I think for men and women, there's a certain level of detail you don't need to go into. 
you can do the George Costanza and yada, yada, yada it away. Um, and I have heard from female friends of mine, they go into some pretty significant detail. I don't know if that's just a female trait that they, you know, go into detail and explain things fully. But, um, sometimes, uh, as a dude hearing about another dude's business, don't need to quite hear that. Not, uh, not something particularly interesting for me. I think that's, that's a, uh, like a person thing, like... <laughs> yeah, that could be, that could very well be. Some people just go way into way too much detail of kind of weird boundaries, kind of awareness stuff, and then uh, other people that can be like quite quiet and reserved about things, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, there is definitely things you don't necessarily want to, to hear about or whatever, so... Um, but if we're talking about conquest, let's get into Tinder. All right, giddy up. So I don't really have a whole lot about this topic, but I do have like some things. That they're talking. They talk about it in frames of like you think of Tinder, and Tinder is very much like a hookup type of scenario. That's kind of what you're looking for specifically, um, and then just like how that plays into um, like basically is it advantageous for like guys to have, or is it advantageous for 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 women to have? Um, and I heard the argument that it can allow women to get, say, better-looking men than they typically would because they can take advantage of sort of dudes late night, kind of the 3 a.m. effect where it's like you're at the end of the day and you're just looking for something. Um, Any port in a storm, eh, cheese? Yeah, yeah. So that was one thing that I, that I heard about. But um, it definitely plays into that just like more, I guess, sexual conquest and stuff like that. Um, this isn't a great topic. I changed my mind. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I got more on that. So for Tinder, it's now in the larger centers, anyways. In rural communities, it's, I think it's still hookup central. But um, for larger centers, it seems to have become more of the preferred dating app, just because it's quote unquote fun to use, and uh, and there's like Tinder parties and all kinds of business that goes on. But it's, you know, it's a minimal amount of information. You can take it up, put it down. Like, you can destroy your account and then start a new one in minutes. So people do that where, you know, maybe a certain, oh, it's starting to get towards the end of the month. Better find someone to mate with. And then they just remake their account and away they go. But, um, yeah, I learned... Uh, at a meeting there was uh we called over a single guy and yelled at him and made him come over and he came over to talk to us thinking it was going to be a business question and we were like yeah. how do, you're single you must have tinder how, how does that work like if you if you go to the right is that the good way or the bad way and he was like you called me all the way over here to ask me this to ask me how tinder works it was quite humorous um Right is good and left is bad. Which is Which I take I take offense to that as a left hander, but whatever. Well I was gonna say it's sort of biblical because, you know, the left is always considered to be kind of bad, like the the devil's left foot can never transform and when he transforms into a human it always stays as a hoof. And then, you know, right is right. I mean it's the same word, so um Side. Yep, that's how I remember it. You're, you're, uh, ho- you're hoofed. <laughs> gonna give the old hoof. He got hoofed. But, uh, yeah, no, I think, uh, 
I, I don't fully understand. I think one of my kids a few years ago had it briefly and he showed it to us and we started laughing really hard. But, uh, yeah, from the sounds of it, if you swipe, say there's a girl named, uh, Donna and you swipe Donna to the right and she doesn't get any kind of like notification that you did that. If she somehow by happenstance finds you also, and then swipes you to the right, then it says you have a match and then you're allowed to message that person. But until yeah. you get matched, there's no no dice. So in that case, I find it like in a way like a little bit more empowering and or, or or equal because like I mean obviously each person has a choice whether they want to swipe to either side. So you have like more of an equal decision. Whereas say way back in the day, it would be like from a female perspective, like she would have to like sit by the phone until a guy made the choice to call her sort of deal. Um, so that kind of like allows a little bit more equality um, as far as who, who you're choosing, that sort of thing. So that's that's probably a positive that comes out of it. Um, so I'm just going to frame it that way. <laughs> and then, uh, so then I want to kind of, again, move away from the Tinder stuff. And I want to talk about, um, <laughs> like, I guess women today, just some of, like, I guess the progress that's being made or some of the barriers that are being broken down and stuff. And I know, like, being a comedy buff and everything like that is that there has been, like, a huge comedy boom uh, with with female comics, uh, obviously, like, Amy Schumer, T- Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, um, uh, Tig Notaro, and uh, who else is there? Uh, Maria Bamford. There's, like, there's a lot. Um, and you know the old stereotype of just sort of, like, women aren't funny or women can't be funny. Um, and I kind of look at it as there basically weren't given an opportunity to, um, because there weren't many roles in there for female, uh, comedians and stuff, um, and they would often speak about things that, like, dudes didn't want to hear about, such as, like, periods and, and marriage and being a mother and all this kind of stuff. Um, so I think it's awesome that it's happening, but a lot of people don't think that it's awesome. I think too the the audience demographics have changed dramatically too. Like females maybe didn't go to as many comedy shows unless they're dragged there by a dude. Whereas now, if you find out that Amy Schumer's coming to your town and you're a female, you might be like, "She's funny. I'm going to see her." So there's a bit yeah, of like, following too. But well, like I think the audience has changed because of the amount of comedians that are out there. Like I think, like you said, like if there's a female comedian and there's more of them and you think that they're funny, that you would have a lot more opportunities to go out there and and watch them. Um, As opposed to like, if you know that it's just going to be like a dude comedian, like as a a female, maybe you don't want to go like openly going there because you know that they're not really going to talk about things that you particularly care about. Or they're going to talk about things in a negative frame that'll just piss you off where they say like, oh yeah, I had this girlfriend and oh, she used to just nag me all the time. You know, not all men, yeah. man. Not all men. Um, but started. Talk about on the not all men train. Don't you, no, do not paint me with that brush. Um, but for your, for my logical brain says too that, you know, if there's more of them, statistically there's going to be more that are funny. So just the volume of female comedians now ensures that there's going to be more hilarious ones. It's, that's just math. That's just numbers. Uh, if you're discounting their abilities, you're just saying it's numbers. Oh. 
No, not not discounting their abilities. Just saying that as more of them get in there and be successful, it's going to inspire young girls to maybe take the chance and and go for it. Whereas in the '80s and '90s, we could have had like 15 more, you know, household name female comedians, but they didn't have the cojones or wherewithal to take that leap because there was no, you know, role model or sort of thing to aspire to it's just like oh women aren't funny it's like oh okay well i guess i'll be a accountant then yeah exactly so like you're given opportunity like it shows that you you have the capabilities like um and that still exists actually it was interesting when we had our um 90s tv show you were talking about the wonder the wonder years and winnie and winnie cooper um in real life is a mathematician uh, she's really really smart um and she had the attitude initially that she wouldn't be good at it, largely because she was a female. And then even when she had scored quite highly on these tests, she still seemed like flabbergasted and still didn't feel like she could pursue a career in this um, until like given some encouragement um, and going to do it. And then now, like as herself, like she shows that she can do it and excelled. And then that's an example where where women are able to be to great at math and all that kind of having to look up at that and it won't be a deterrent because you know uh they don't they didn't see maybe many female mathematicians or or, or whatever um and there are psychological studies that show that if you have that attitude like that stereotypical attitude you will actually perform worse on a test because you believe that you're not supposed to be good at it it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy type of thing um so i, I think that's like I think that's happening with the female comedians as well. It's like you show that females can be funny, so then younger girls can go, oh, that's something I can do because they're doing it. And then, uh, yeah, you get people who are a lot more funny. Um, I guess to, like, a really good example of it, there's a, a comedian, her name is Megan Amram. She's, like, uh, really popular on Twitter. And she wrote a book called Science. And it's, it's framed like a Cosmo uh, magazine. But it's all science. Yeah, it says um, science for her. <laughs> um, and it's uh, all these things like uh, orgasms versus organisms, um, sexiest molecules, uh, Marie Curie versus Marie Claire, carbon dating, kale with four exclamation points after it. Um, and then hot reproductive sex tips. Tips for hosting your own Big Bang. So it's just like, <laughs> that's the kind of, it's, it's really funny, but it, it really shows the juxtaposition of like, okay, let's take something that's like super serious, like science, uh, and then try and make it more appeal to a woman. And how you do that is to make it like, um, how does this help you be more attractive? How does this help you with tips in the bedroom? Um, <laughs> it's really ridiculous. Wow. really and then also you're also you know pointing fun at those magazines and how outrageous and stupid they can be with some of the articles that are in there. Well, I think like uh, one person uh, pointed it out. It's just like those magazines are extremely conflicting, um, and it's like uh, kind of like how to lose weight on one of them, and then the next page is like how to cook really delicious baked goods, and then um, I guess there's so many different it's like how to look great without makeup and then it's like how to use makeup to look great for a man and then it's just like it's, yeah. 
tease. We have a couple more topics left. Um, do you want to just destroy them in this one, or do you want to stretch it into a third one? Um, I just want to destroy one more thing, like within the role models thing. If we can kind of bump this out in five minutes. Yep. So the role models. So like one thing that's come up recently, which has been a big topic, has been like the new Ghostbusters film, where where it's a, a, a primarily female cast. Um, and men are losing their shit over it. Um, basically, like, boycotting the film before having seen it because since it's females instead of males, it's ruining the past two films and ruining their childhood. It's been described that, to that extreme. Um, your thoughts? So would you say that basically those women are Hitler for doing that? Because that's basically where the internet will go with it next. Yeah, like, well, they think it's like treason or like a travesty or just like the worst thing that's ever happened to everyone ever. Yeah, um, people are stupid. It's basically, it's really bad because it's basically saying women can't be ghostbusters, for one thing, which is a fictional occupation that does not really exist. Well, um, some people think it does. No, but it's a movie. Like, this yeah. thing is like a movie. And people are reacting to it like it's real life. like, And that's how they do react in real life. Like basically saying a woman can't be a firefighter or a doctor or, or whatever is out there. Um, and it, it's applying to a movie, like a non-real thing. And people are reacting like it's a real thing. Like women can't be Ghostbusters. I think it's fairly ridiculous myself. Um, I, I think it's, you know, the Ghostbuster movie is about busting ghosts it's not about whether it's men or women doing it and if the if the story and the the comedy and the and the acting hold up then what's the difference what genitals the actors have it's just such a like it's so ignorant and and ridiculous that you would boycott the film like you wouldn't even go see the film assuming it's going to be horrible or like as a uh as taking a stand (laughs) um against a movie with an all-female cast. It just goes to my hiring principles when I hire people or my philosophy about jobs is you don't hire a man or a woman. You hire a person who is the best suited for the job. If it happens to be a man, then fine. If it happens to be a woman, then fine. So for them to put four women in those roles, I have no issue with that. Oh, they're friggin' they're friggin' hilarious. And then on top of that, there's been like um, Leslie James is one of the uh, one of the Ghostbusters in the in the movie, and there have been some really really harsh comments towards her. Yeah. Like her, her she had to shut um, off her Twitter account. She went away from Twitter because of the overtly sexist and racist uh, comments that were showing up on there. I, d- I did read about that or hear about it on the radio. That she had to abandon, like, stop using a service because people were being that terrible to her. And she was, like, for a while, she was retweeting some of the stuff and tweeting some of the direct messages that were sent to her and sharing it with, like, the Twitter organizers. And apparently there's going to be, like, um, Twitter has finally gotten it together. Like, you know how Facebook has a report this or they used to have a report this type of option? for hate crimes and whatnot. 
um, I guess Twitter is going to get that now and have some kind of watchdog um, department that you can report stuff to where if people are being super terrible to you for no reason, then yeah. you, you can say no, no. But uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it um, from the trailers. You know, it, it looks like it. Who knows? The critics panned it, so I assume either the acting, the comedy, or the story weren't up to snuff. Because hopefully critics wouldn't be that ridiculous, but you never know. They are critics. Yeah. So, um, I'll wait I for it to come on iTunes. Like, Was that cheese? But, oh, sorry, like, I haven't seen it. I'd like to see it, but I, I think, like, uh, just the attitude that uh, I'm not going to go see it, like, people aren't going to go see it just because it is a female cast, I think is extremely inappropriate. And then, um, sort of what... Uh, one of the main positives that's, that's come out of it, and hopefully, like, uh, a lot of fathers have taken this perspective as well, is it's just, like, you get to speak, uh, well, sons, sons or daughters, but, like, you, the, the daughters have a role model, role, role model to look up towards, and, like, it really does get to show that, you know, like, women can do anything and be, and be uh, Ghostbusters and stuff, and, and I think that's really awesome. I think that's awesome that they get that that opportunity um, because, like, obviously, when I was a kid, I loved the Ghostbusters. Like, I was obsessed. I had like proton packs and, and all kinds of different toys related to them. Uh, my parents said that I would run around saying I was Peter Bankman and stuff. And, I was just gonna uh, ask you which which Ghostbuster were you? I was Bankman. Um, I, think, I don't I, know. I think most people were. I'd like to think that I was a combination of all four, um, <laughs> but uh, apparently I identified with that when I was uh, five years old. Um, but basically, um, having that opportunity to be able to have a role model like a, a Ghostbuster or whatever was pretty awesome. So that, I think it's awesome that uh, that uh, little girls can have that for them uh, now. And it's also an opportunity for fathers and, and just men to like not be dicks <laughs> about it and yeah. be supportive. Yeah, which they should be. And I think a lot of the guys whose childhoods were getting ruined probably don't have daughters, would be my guess, if I had to generalize things, which you know I love to do. And if they, and if, uh, and if they do, I mean, it's just kind of crappy to see that because obviously your daughter's going to look up to you and going to see like how you approach women or your attitudes towards women, and then that, that your daughter's going to adopt that somehow. Uh, Got to stop the cycle. Gotta put a stop to it. Stop it! Halt! Um, speaking so, of speaking uh, of stopping, cheese, we should stop. Yeah, stop. Um, but uh, we tackled tackled some more more stuff there. I think that was pretty awesome. We talked about like some, some double standards, a lot of the conflicting messages that that women get. A little brief stint on Tinder, um, and then and then our ghost, uh, Ghostbusters with models, and I just think like. I guess the overall point of this is we did actually spend a lot of time on like makeup and clothes and all that kind of stuff and that's, that's kind of what is talked about a lot of the time um, whereas focus should be put more on like skills and accomplishments and like who they are as a person versus the uh, yeah and I mean cheese I should point out that you know I gave them the title what it means to be a woman and these are the topics that 
were given to me by two younger girls. So oh, yeah. It's, those yeah, are the I, things that they're thinking about and are concerned about as women. Um, and I yeah. agree with you that you know it shouldn't be about image. It should be more about substance, but that's not the world we live in for yeah, now. Yeah, I, mean, I try to take like a more balanced perspective because like, uh, like fashion and clothes and all that kind of stuff is a huge part of the culture and it's not a bad thing. Um, I think it's like when that becomes the sole focus of how you like judge judge a woman or, or interpret Agreed. All right, cheese. That's a conversation. That's. Uh, I think we've got one more small, short one, just as we predicted. Yep. Turn into number three. All right. Stay tuned for more with cheese in the tugboat. Tugboat out.